Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. Yeah, this one's for all you visual content people out there. Uh, this is episode 82, and I am super stoked to have Ching from PictoChart on the interview today. So listen in, because I'll tell you, and, and I've added in the show notes, a few tests that I've done with PictoChart. I am friggin' in love with this. Now, if I could just find uh, data to make some better infographics and not. But anyways, enjoy the interview. Again, this is Ching from PictoChart. Okay, so before we get into PictoChart, can you share some of your backstory and what you were doing before you founded PictoChart? Yeah, sure, love to. I actually studied um, experimental psychology, um, and I did that in UK. Uh, and, and when I came back, I actually worked in Procter & Gamble for about 15 months um, before you know we came up with the idea of PictoChart. So it's it's kind of been a um, a zigzag to, to where I, to where we are today. But, uh, we also went through an accelerator program in order to kind of like, uh, test the idea, validate it and, and build, um, build the prototype at that time. So that was back in, um, we launched in 2012, but the idea came about in, in 2011. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that is definitely a zigzag. Um, it's, yeah. you know, it's interesting is you are, um, the second interview I've had recently where, the founder wasn't coming from a software background. And I think it's fascinating, especially yeah. with, um, I don't know, I would think the experimental psychology. I'm sure you can pull some of that yeah. into a lot of this. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so I actually did neurobehavioral, um, and my specialization was actually in languages um, back then. But um, the, the, the basic thing was I, I just realized I'm not that much of a research person. So in clinical studies, you needed to like run a lot of research throughout your entire life. Um, and I realized very quickly that that wasn't what I wanted to do at all. Um, so happened was I, I started to look into, you know, like tech. I, I basically didn't know anything about, you know, like tech crunch. I, I didn't know, um, all like this entire world was new to me because, um, Back then in, you know, in Procter and Gamble, the kind of magazines that you'd be reading would be like at week. Um, and you would stay very, very much, you know, informed about what the other big brands were doing, but you're like digital and, and marketing and even content marketing wasn't that big, um, back then. So, um, but I, I started getting into like, you know, TechCrunch and then started looking at infographics and I was like, whoa, this is so cool. There must be somebody who's created a tool like this. And then we Google it and surprise, there was nothing out there. <laughs> so, um, I, I kind of went and told my, um, my co-founder, um, and, and he basically was a developer. And I was like, wouldn't it be so like, you know, good to have an infographic tool that would help people like us, um, who cannot, you know, design. And, um, so I, I kind of considered myself with a marketing background. I was like, people like us had, you know, presentations. We have newsletters. We needed to, you know, like come up with reports and things like that. And, um, we, we are always using something like, um, a combination of Excel and, and PowerPoint to come up with it. And we are like, why, why not? You know, um, so we went up and, and we actually built it. And, um, 
the, the main target audience that we always had was people who didn't quite know how to design and um, people who are, you know, more, uh, we want to say like more from a marketing background, but that audience right now has kind of um, shifted quite a bit um, since the day that we have started. That's huge. Okay. So there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. So let me back up yeah. a little bit. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay. So you yeah. co-founded the company with a gentleman yeah. by the name of Andrea. So how yeah. did you guys connect? Um, and, and what did that look like to start really thinking, okay, we're going to create a SaaS model business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, the, the thing was, um, we, so Andrea was actually my then boyfriend. Maybe I should have said that uh, <laughs> earlier. <laughs> he was my, yeah, he was my then boyfriend, now husband. Um, so like people always make a joke about how, <laughs> you know, did picked chart come first or, um, but basically we were, yeah, <laughs> we're we were so much already, time together. We may as well get married. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what happened. Um, and, uh, when, when we came out with the idea, the both of us, like he, he was actually um, a WordPress. I mean, he didn't just do WordPress, but he, um, he was very much involved in like the WordPress, um, framework and, um, PHP. So he loved, um, you know, the sphere that he was in. And, and here I was, you know, coming up with ideas and <laughs> going like, let's, let's go build it. And, um, so he kind of needed to pick up a new language. Um, it was pretty daunting for us. And the, that I guess was the main reason why we chose to go through an accelerator in order to kickstart the idea and kind of like get mentors to make sure that we're not, um, on the, the wrong track. Um, so that was, that has been a pretty good experience. God, I can't imagine, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but that's great. I mean, you were able to do that. Yeah. So yeah. what was, what, what did that look like in terms of, okay, let's come up with this. So you went into, you said like an accelerator. So was yeah. there a few months that you guys kind of started working on it together and then you pitched it to an accelerator? How did that work? Yeah. So, um, the, the thing was that, so we're here in Asia and, um, we did look into like the accelerators, like back then there weren't that many. So it was, it was between Techstars and Y Combinator. There are probably a couple few more, um, in 2011, but there wasn't, you know, like the amount that you see today. Um, so what happened was, um, we, we looked into it and we were like, Hey, Asia doesn't look like such a bad place. Maybe we should, you know, try out like China, like Shanghai, Beijing, like they seem like great markets as well to test out the idea. So, um, we, yeah, we like basically pitched the idea. We didn't have a prototype. Um, and the accelerator, like from the moment we pitched to them till the moment that we actually stepped into the accelerator itself, um, it was like a period of about like 30 days. So they were super speedy at, you know, like accepting, um, um, applicants that that was one thing that I really liked because for most of, um, the accelerators, the, you know, the waiting time, the, um, the application process itself, like if, if we got into Y Combinator would have taken another like six more months, maybe. Um, and yeah, and we needed that speed in order to keep moving. Um, especially in the, you know, in the early stages when we're trying to have like the first mover advantage as well. So, um, so I, I think that was okay. <laughs> looking, looking back, that was okay. But lots of people kind of, you know, asked like, why didn't you try out for something else, um, in the States, which we should have if we had the luxury of time. Um, so. Well, I think it's great though. At the same time, I mean, you guys looked at it and your goal, like you said, kind of first to market and early adapter of this because, yep. you know, 
anybody entering sort of a digital marketing space today, it seems like infographics mm-hmm. are just, it, they're standard, right? People ex- yep. expect and hope to see them. <laughs> I mean, not to the degree that we, you know, I know that I don't mm-hmm. use them frequently, yeah. but, um, and not because I don't want to, which I do have a question for you about that. But yeah. no, I think it's great that you just, you guys looked at it and said, where can we get this? What's the best way to get this to market quickest? And I think that's awesome. Yeah. So we can get into the business side in a little bit, but let's, let's go back to PictoChart. And mm-hmm. so, so you've, you've explained a little bit about what PictoChart is. Can you, for the listener though, who's not familiar with infographics, can you kind of explain more like what, what someone would do if they were using the software? Yeah, sure. So, um, you would first sign up, log in, and then, um, you come to a page basically of a, a pretty huge selection of, um, infographics uh i i say infographics but there are actually three more formats that we're offering so um, there's also presentation um and reports and what we call posters slash banners um and the reason for that is because we we kind of realized that users were using us for like things that were beyond infographics um and they wanted to repurpose their content um so then we started building out different formats but uh essentially you come to that page uh, select a template that you know fits your needs, and then you move on into the editor. And in the editor, you kind of have um, a property menu on the you know at, at the top, and then you have um, a, a huge variety of like images, icons, um, uh, text, and etc. That you could drag from from the left side into the canvas, and then you move things around. Um, and it's designed so that it's um, it's really straightforward. Like if you've ever you know, opened up uh, anything at all. Like if you've ever used um, uh, Word or, or PowerPoint or uh, etc., you would have been able to <laughs> use it pretty easily. So um, the idea was to not give a learning curve um, to people, although there are obviously some, you know, like principles and design that um, we've had to also think about how we could, you know, help users in order to understand that because just by dragging things in into a canvas, you could, there's still always a chance for, Things do not look as good. Um, but yeah, and then once you, once you're done with the editing part, then you kind of, you can download it as an image. Um, or you could also publish it online, share it on the social network. Um, and that's a, a very, you know, brief summary of, um, how it would work. Well, I'm going to back up a little bit because sure. uh, I may have been playing with it. And first of all, it's, yeah. it's better than Word <laughs> or PowerPoint. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. funny. Like I always joke around with people. I'm like, I hate using Word. I would use PowerPoint to create like a PDF ebook or something Mm -hmm. to give away before I'd use Word just because there's more flexibility. So for what it's worth, it's easier than both of those. And I use technology (laughs) every day. Um, yeah, Yeah. I love, I love the UI. I think it's the, the interface is super easy to use. Um, and you know, the first time I had logged into it too is I did. I love the fact that you guys have this great, uh, tour that walks you through Mm -hmm. each piece Mm -hmm. of the editor. So yeah. For somebody listening, you know, if you're not sure what to do, I mean, I would just simply play with it and start with a template mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. right. And then just to edit those images out. And you guys have yeah. everything that they would think of colors, graphics, fonts, um, icons, charts. I mean, it's, it's all in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so like we, we started out building, you know, things like, um, so there were in things like photo frames and, you know, text frames and like things like that, um, at the beginning. But then we, we looked at how users were using PictoChart and we were like, okay, we could have created a much easier way. So we kind of like combined several, you know, like items like a text, uh, a photo frame and things like that and put them together so that people could just, you know, 
like kind of like they had template um, icons and, and um, a, a group of, of text uh, plus photos and et cetera that they could use. And um, they wouldn't have to think about like mixing and matching um, the different fonts and colors together because we've, we've kind of done that already. Um, and yeah, so the, the tool kept evolving as we looked at how um, the users were using it. So like that, that's a great feedback. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, you're welcome. It's it to me. I just, it, it's funny. Cause I like where I was saying at the, the introduction, I really am a geek about the visual side of the web. And I just, I love mm-hmm. finding tools and stuff and mm-hmm. it's, it's so user-friendly and some things will say they're drag and drop, but they don't, they're not as intuitive. This, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, so let me ask you this. There are, and I, and truth be told is I can't even think of them off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but other other tools out there now that you can create infographics with. So what makes uh, PictoChart mm-hmm. unique or what differentiates it from other tools? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd love to like, you know, go through like a huge product features list, but um, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to because uh, I think like that's that's kind of constantly evolving. And, um, you know, we've like since we started out in like 2012, like there, there are just so many other like infographic tools out there. Um, but what I like to think that we actually... Um, differentiate compared, you know, compared to our competitors, like we have a huge focus on the aesthetics and the design. So each of the templates have been like carefully researched. And in many, many cases, we actually work with somebody. Um, it could usually we kind of, we try to pick a, a nonprofit organization to work with that, you know, they have huge amounts of data and, um, and we kind of, you know, we, we ask them what kind of infographic would you have liked to create, you know, in this season and time just to make sure that, you know, we're not off. Um, the, the charts and then we get the data from them and then the designers kind of look into it and then figure out what's, you know, the best layout. So that's like the process of, um, going through a design. We don't actually just kind of, uh, oh, well, here's a great topic. Let's, you know, go and build it. So it's always validated with <laughs> actual users who, you know, who have a, a particular need or, um, something that they want to create. Um, we also listen to our users a lot. So, um, uh, one of the key roles in, in PictoCharts, like a user, um, experienced researcher and what she does, um, full time is basically, um, speak with our users and then, you know, create surveys and things like that. And just to make sure that we're on track. Um, and, and that's why the, the tool continues to evolve because our users are evolving and they're, they're changing. Like even, you know, in terms of sophistication and what they want the tool to do, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's still changing. Um, and we, we keep listening so that we're not, you know, we're, we're definitely never going to be that satisfied about um, our tool. And we still see so much room of, of um, improvement and we keep bringing in, you know, users. We keep um, speaking with them um, in order to make sure that we're actually building the right things. Um, and, and we have done that since day one. And I, I like to think that that's one of the reasons why, like, you know, when people look um, and, and come into PictoChart, they they get a sense that, okay, this you know, this really can meet my need because it's, you know, we've already been researching it and we've already been, um, uh, you know, collecting as much data as we can from our users so that our product positions um, are more informed. Well, I'll, again, <laughs> you said so much and they're like, okay, wait, I got to rewind a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, one of the things too, like I love the sharing piece too, and I'm just going to mm-hmm share this feature with the listeners because a lot of times people yeah. see that you can share it to social media and it's like, okay, that's great. But you guys yeah. have it where it can be shared with SlideShare and Evernote yeah. and yeah. you can share via email. Or the one thing that I saw when I logged in earlier was um, mm-hmm. that you can pull in SurveyMonkey results. I'm like, this yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. You know, so yeah. some of those features, again, it's 
you know, and I'm coming from the perspective of, and this will kind of lead into the next question. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I've been doing this real deep dive into content marketing and really, mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of at the core, right? Yeah. For yeah. a long term online business today. So definitely. Yeah. From that perspective, you know, yeah. what kind of, um, suggestions or tips could you give to somebody who wants to use infographics for mm-hmm. content marketing, but maybe doesn't have, you know, the data background or isn't sure where to get started with that. Yeah. Um, so you, you brought up SurveyMonkey and, and that's kind of really interesting. So I, I think what makes a really good infographic, um, although, you know, like you can have the best, I don't know, the tool or, um, design in the world, it, it still ultimately boils, boils down to the content that you have. So, um, what I, what I feel um, about infographics, they don't need to be super long. Um, you know, like it, it's kind of like blog posts. You could do a, a couple of long form ones, but you also need to do a couple of like, you know, shorter ones, um, that could just, you know, regularly you would, um, come up with them. And, and I, I, I like to think that in terms of the, the story and in terms of the data and where you're getting that, um, surveys are a great way for, for people to be able to extract data that's valuable. Um, and the, the reason why infographics have, you know, it's become kind of like really popular and, um, sometimes the, the data or the information has just been overly, you know, used and quoted and, and it kind of loses its novelty. So, um, in terms of content, I always, you know, kind of go like, if you have a subscriber base, um, even if it's a blog subscriber base, um, launch a survey about something that's important. It could be, I don't know, outlook for next year or, um, you know, what are your favorite tools? And then you manage to get a, a couple of hundred um, people responding to that. So just look at the, the survey results and then um, figure out what is going to make a, a really good, you know, like story for to, to, to tell um, the rest of the world and then, um, you know, create an infographic based on that. So that's for people that I, I feel like you don't need a, a, you know, a background in data at all in order to come up with something like that. And um, it's easy because it's just basically running a survey Um and you can come up with some pretty unique content um, and, you know, and put that into an infographic. So that that's definitely one. Um, and, and then the second one, I mean, in, in terms of design, I could go into a million things, you know, like, for example, like um, a, as a rule of thumb, we kind of recommend using only three, not more than three main colors. But you could, you know, you could have different shades of blue. You could have different shades of pretending yellow. You could have different shades of um uh, gray and, and things like that in one same infographic. But the idea is that you don't use more than like three colors um, because that's often one thing that we see our, our users of overuse. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it just all, you know, um, so less is more. And, and we try to say that and practice that. And um, right now we're, we're thinking about how to help our users get that concept of less is more. Um, and same thing with content. So we've seen infographics that are mighty long and if they are, super, super long, then we kind of go like, well, you know, is this, you know, turning to be a, a slight deck? Would you have considered, you know, like maybe turning this into a deck? And um, the, the thing about PictoChat is also that um, it, everything's very easily repurposed. So if you wanted, you know, an, an infographic to be a slight deck, you could actually, um, you know, work on that. Um, so it could be both an, an infographic. And that's why we have the slight share feature as well. So you could um, there is an infographic format in SlideShare, but you could also work on it. Um, yeah, you could also work on it uh, as as a, as a deck um, using PictoChart. So, like those are some things at the top of my mind. But at, at the end of the day, I, I still think it boils down to your content itself. Um, 
I mean, in terms of design, there's just so much information that we've kind of collected and written down um, based on what we saw the users were struggling with or, you know, some tips that our designers had when they looked at our users' infographics. And um, you could also fly, find them on PictoChart's blog. So that's pictochart.com slash blog. Um, there's just a huge amount of information there um, about what to do with design if if you're ever, you know, in need of help with um, matching colors, fonts, or... Um, alignment, um, white space, and and all this kind of um, terms. If you, if anybody wanted to get like you know to learn more about that, well, and you guys have tons of templates, and then there's there's plenty. Yeah. Of, there's a gallery and stuff on the site, but yeah. Let me ask you this though. So, but it doesn't necessarily have to be used from a data point, right? It's like if you're if you can tell a story through the graphic that provides value. Yeah. Right. So just, I'm, I'm kind of just thinking this for myself as an example with Mm -hmm. whether it's a blog post and Mm -hmm. so just a quick examples. I'm, I'm working Mm -hmm. on like this free training on the site because somebody reached out to me and said, you know, do you know of a good course on WordPress really for bloggers? Because there's a lot. Mm WordPress is ambiguous, right? Do you want to code, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't teach anyways. Um, mm-hmm. But if it, but if you're looking at what do I need to know to make sure that I've got the basics set up, right? So it's going to be a six video. So it's like, to me, it would be a great type of graphic to promote. Mm-hmm. It's going to be mm-hmm. no opt-in required, but here's for training. So like you can create graphics using PictoChart that help tell a mm-hmm. story or purvey a message as opposed to mm-hmm. it having to be data-driven, right? Yeah, that's right. So like, I mean, we've, we've also seen, you know, people using, um, PictoChart, um, you know, to create like event invites. Um, we, we've seen all kinds of things. Like, to be honest, like we've, we've even seen landing pages being built, um, using PictoChart. Um, but Ooh, that was, that's like, really smart. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. So basically that what that person did was kind of, um, because everything you could hyperlink things, um, on PictoChart. Um, so, they kind of built a, a simple landing page and it, of all the, you know, the sectors that did that, it was actually the healthcare industry, which was so unexpected, but um, <laughs> they kind of built a, a landing page and then that could, you know, take you to like different, um, you know, like uh, the different parts of, of the organization that you would have wanted to see. And um, they built separate infographics for that. And that was kind of, I, I thought that was like the most creative use that we've, we've now seen, but you're, you're absolutely right. You don't need to have data. Like in that case that, you know, that, um, that healthcare organization was just um, putting out some information about what the different departments did. Um, and, uh, and you know, we've also seen like use cases where um, people are creating them as like, uh, like block visuals. So they're extremely short um, and we kind of con- call them micro content, but essentially whatever you could, you know, use as a, a visual, um, uh, like almost like a, a banner within your blog um, in order to better illustrate one point um, and, or, or insert an image um, into it. Uh, so yeah, there, there are definitely tons of ways um, that, that wouldn't require using data. Yeah, I, I just, which I think the data is still fascinating, you know, and it's funny as, as you were talking initially um, yeah. about this, <laughs> I was thinking, do you know, when I'm looking for data, do you know that mm-hmm. I often go Google infographic for the topic? <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm like, that's also true. (laughs) Well, I mean, just on the flip side of it, it's like when I'm looking for maybe statistics and of course I I give the correct attributions and stuff, but Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm creating, you know, a webinar or something and I'm looking for some data because first Mm -hmm. of all, it's easier to me to consume than to Mm -hmm. have to scroll through like a massive article where I can Mm -hmm. just grab this great infographic, look at the date, look at the data and be like, okay, that's useful Mm -hmm. or it's not, you know, um, Mm -hmm. but so I think that there's a way that when people, people, everybody listening, when you start thinking about the element, it's, you're not just creating 
a mm-hmm. a visual piece to a post, right? I, I mean, this is a way to generate traffic. This is a, a way to, to to connect with your audience. This is a way to get it shared more often as opposed to just mm-hmm. complimenting written content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. So, um, obviously, you guys, I, I love the the story of the healthcare. Do you guys do you have any other stories or you know the power of infographics and and presentations and stuff you guys can use. What are some other examples of your, your clients or customers? Yeah. So, um, we've, I mean, there, there are a couple of like, um, their startups and entrepreneurs are definitely quite a big, um, you know, um, chunk of our, our users currently. So we see a lot of pitch decks, um, being created. And, and I think that using infographics as a pitch deck just makes complete sense. Um, especially to like entrepreneurs and you may, you know, you may be time crunched, but, you know, you could still or, you know, you might not have the resources to actually get um, a designer to work on this. So um, a lot of like, you know, startup owners, basically, um, especially those in the in, in the even earlier stages, like we've just seen some beautiful pitch decks that have been created using PictoChart. Um, and and like that is one case that I, I you know, particularly like because I, I just think that the power of like storytelling is. Um, it's so much better when you're when you're using something and it's combined with some amount of um, information as well. Um, we've also seen, I mean, one of our um, uh, case studies that we've done in, in Australia um, is a guy um, and his name is Nail and he he's working in a PR institute in Australia. And what he basically did was he said, like, I even use it for like banners. I use it for you know, um, I use it to create buttons. I use it for everything, <laughs> essentially. So anything at all that required design. Um, and he didn't just use it for infographics, although that was his main way of using it. But he essentially, you know, like anything that he needed at all to design, um, he would just use PictoChart for everything. Um, and, and that is one use case that we're beginning to see more and more, like the, the people who are working in agencies, uh, marketing and PR agencies, they're, they're beginning to like, I could, you know, make a million things with this. It's not just a report. So they've started, they, they're the ones who are like actually pioneering, um, what PictoChart could possibly do. Um, and that's like a, another category of users. And then we've got, um, multiple verticals like, um, in human resources, um, people who use them for internal communications, um, whether it com- it's coming from especially the human resources, um, department. So they, um, they, you know, they create memos and then they have to circulate it within a really large organization. Um, and they're using PictoChart in order to like make sure that all of the departments are aware of like new policies or align about, um, something that's new. And that's another like, uh, use case that's becoming in- incredibly, um, prevalent right now, um, among the, the PictoChart users. Well, and let me, let me just, well, let me ask you this and this yep. will probably help for clarification, but you can adjust the canvas size, correct? That is right. That is right. Yeah. So that is gold right there. <laughs> you know, I mean, so it's, it's not that somebody, I mean, you can say, you know, I look at as an example, like for my blog where it's like, okay, I know, well, I know what a, a blog post, the width should be like 740 pixels for say for my site mm-hmm. or 800 for the full width mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's like, I can go in and, and just do all my graphics in here. Thank you. So I don't have to open Photoshop. But, <laughs> but so right there, I, I mean, that is so powerful that the canvas size in and of itself is adjustable. Yeah. Yeah. So we've made it so that it, uh, you know, like it resizes according to what, you know, what canvas size you're looking for. Um, and, and yeah, lots, I mean, lots of people play with that, um, including like, 
we also try to make it print friendly. So not just being able to adjust that, but like, you know, it would automatically tell you where is the, you know, the cutoff um, line. If you are trying to print this out in letter size, then, you know, where, where exactly does your content need to stop um, on the first page and on the second page and et cetera. So yeah, in, in terms of resizing, we've thought about it from a print perspective as well as, um, um, as well as, yeah, like you said, like trying to, you know, make the canvas size fit into whatever, whether it's a social media size that you, you need. Um, and, uh, and, and that so far is coming also from our users who have been telling us like, I need it, you know, I, I need picture chart to fit into this size. So we're like, let's just, you know, make it available so that people could adjust it accordingly. Well, yeah. And you know, it's funny as I was looking earlier today too, like, again, because your blog is great. Like I love companies that have a, a great SaaS product, but yet they're engaging and they're creating content that teaches you how to use it. So I was looking at the one where, um, and I apologize, I don't remember the author's name, but mm-hmm. he was talking about using it for email marketing. And there were a couple samples mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. putting a holiday template into email. I'm like, this is so brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and yeah, we're, we're actually going to be coming up with another series that's all about like marketing your infographic or how do you use infographic in marketing? So we're not just going to, you know, it's not going to be like, um, put this up on social media and pray. Um, <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> uh, but it's more like, yeah, it's going to give some concrete examples of like, like you mentioned, you know, you could have like put in things like that into an email newsletter. And, um, we're also seeing our users doing that. But, um, the idea was to kind of give a couple of like creative concepts so that people are not limited to, um, yeah, limited to, uh, the use cases that they're, they're, they're thinking about. Um, so. Yeah, that that's coming out in December, so look out for that. Yeah, I'm like just just going through your blog posts. There's like a ton of ideas on how to test this and use this, and of course, instantly I'm like, ooh, I could create some really cool custom sharing images for for podcasts, and I don't know what that looks like, <laughs> um, but I think it's great. Um, so, so what is? I mean, you've explained a lot in terms of, I love the fact that you guys are engaging with users and listening. And, and I'm just going to share this too. So the listeners know, if you're listening to this, that I will do a video on using uh, pick to chart. And so I'll put that in the post too. So they kind of can really see the value of it. Right. Um, right. But it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I love it. And, and I'm, I am so happy to share it. And, um, so we'll, You'll, you'll probably get sick of me, Ching, but you'll be hearing from me a lot. Um, but so what, what's coming for PictoChart? Is there anything that maybe you, you could share with us or anything you guys are working on? You've mentioned a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in terms of like, um, features, we're, we're not really trying to add anymore. Right now, we're looking at how we could optimize that, you know, the whole, um, user experience, like the flow. Um, and that came from, again, you know, feedback, um, and, and looking at what exactly the users were struggling with. So I, I cannot give way too much detail on that, but, um, it, one of it would, you know, would include things like helping users to be able to match or pair fonts and colors a lot better. And basically it just imagine it in a way that we're, we're giving suggestions, um, for, for things that you're creating. So, um, that, that was apparently like one of the, the points that our users were having. Um, and, and I mean, a, a pain point that they were having. So we're looking into solution for that. Um, and apart from that, like we, we talk a lot about like layouts because layouts is you, you can use different, you know, infographic layouts. Um, and infographics are usually long form. So, um, there are so many combinations of layouts. So we're also looking into that part, um, how we could make it more accessible. Like if you had a specific, you know, type of infogra- infographic that you're trying to create, um, how we could, 
help you get to the template um, easier. Um, and so that's another, you know, imp- like improvement that we're trying to do. And apart from that, we're all ears. Like at the last, um, so we do this thing called Pictou Tours. Um, and what that essentially means is where we, we go city by city. It's not always organized by us. Sometimes the users are um, creating this event. Um, so it's like a meetup where, you know, users kind of share their tips, their tricks about, um, about PictoChart. And then, um, so we, we did one in Australia, um, just very, very recently again. And there we, you know, like the users were asking us, like, why aren't you building, you know, like, you know, PictoChart could be used in such a, you know, a, a huge variety of cases. Like, why don't you build, you know, something that's more specific to, um, for example, like uh, the film industry or, or something, but I'm, I'm not saying we're, we're doing that. It's just that, you know, those kind of suggestions are coming up um, more frequently. Like people want um, tools that are even more specialized for their needs. And we're looking into that um, to see if we could possibly create something that, you know, that could be like almost like a spin-off product, but it's going to still, it's going to still be uh, a, a very um, good niche for us to follow. So, so to kind um, of complement PictoChart, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and for slightly different users, maybe. Like for yeah, like I, I could give an, another example. Like presentations. Um, although you can create presentations, we're not a specialized presentation tool. So, um, if you know, presentation was one of them, then you know, of the verticals, then we would look into it. But right now, we're still in the process of like obviously talking with. Um, users and then trying to research what's, you know, the best thing for us to do. But I think 2016 is looking like a very, um, exciting year for us. Um, so That's <laughs> as we're totally, looking, yeah, yeah <laughs> to, to, to like think about, you know, the, the new things that we could potentially build that could, um, complement. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. Well, I'm like, oh, maybe I should do a picto tour in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there was actually one, but that was in Palo Alto. So, um, yeah, so Jacqueline actually leads that. Um, and yeah, we, we actually need to like put all of this information out on, um, on our blog, but it's, it's all on the social media. So if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see when's the next, um, upcoming, um, Pictou tour. Um, and, you know, and, and we, we try to make announcements, but in some cases we cannot because the amount of, um, users that, you know, that are already on the, the list is, you know, is, is bigger than what we expected, um, in terms of the turnout. So we, we don't always put it up on, on social media, but, um, in cases where the venues are a lot larger and bigger, um, then, then it, it might be possible for us to actually go like, Hey, Hey world, come join us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know, I want to make sure that every, I don't think we, I don't know if we even mentioned this, um, yeah. but there's a free plan for PictoChart, right? So I that mean, that is right. That is right. If you, if somebody is looking at just getting started and seeing if it's a tool that they're not sure with, it's, which I wish every, I, I go crazy when I, I'm like, give me a trial or something. I want to <laughs> test it before I, so I love you guys for that. Um, but of course I'm upgrading because it is so awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there anything else about PictoChart you want to share with the listeners before we let them know where to connect with you guys? Um, no, I, I wouldn't say that, but, um, apart from, yeah, the free, the free one is definitely, um, something that, you know, like, so we don't have a, like a limited, like 30 day, um, trial, but it's, it's free perpetually and you have, um, it's unlimited infographics that you can create. Um, the only limitations essentially are that you cannot, um, download to PDF and, or, um, the, you know, the number of templates that you can access, um, is about 10, but still 10 is a pretty good number to start with. Um, so like, it, you know, that's, there is no caveat to the, to the free version. 
Yeah, that that's fantastic. And I, I do, I love it because it's a way for people to get in there and test and play. And yeah. from that perspective, then, um, you know, see how you feel about it. And then as, as you get good at it, upgrade or like me, where you're just like, Oh my God, I want to use this yesterday. <laughs> um, so thank you so much, Ching. This has been fantastic. And I, and again, it's Thanks. for everybody listening. We had to reschedule a few times. So I really appreciate your patience with that. And, and we made it <laughs> no happen. Problem. So no problem. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, so where is the best place for people to connect with you guys? Um, I would definitely think Twitter. Um, so we kind of monitor it almost like 24 hours. <laughs> awesome. Um, so like Twitter is just picto chart. Um, and, and, um, no, yeah, no space, nothing. So it's, um, it's just a simple picto chart. Um, I, I definitely say that's the best place. And in order to find out more about, you know, some like fun ideas that you can work on, um, during you know the next coming um few weeks uh you can definitely check out the blog as well as we're we have some great ideas there um to get people inspired and um it doesn't really you know like a, a lot of people go like i'm not a design i'm not a design person um infographics just look so intimidating so get on pictochart and then you know kind of yeah prove me wrong like basically <laughs> yeah. um and, and just get over that you know that first step of like this, you know, the, the job of designing infographics belongs to professionals. Um, and, you know, like try, try it out so that it, it's not as like bad or, or, um, intimidating as it looks at all. Well, it's not. And, and I'm just going to add to that, that obviously the more you do it, the, the easier it's going to get. And yeah. from a business perspective, and as we were talking about content, which I'm just ridiculously obsessed with right now, I mm. look back at when I started blogging and I was like, who wrote that post? It's so embarrassing. Like there was no voice, but it was like, the more you do it, the better you get it. And it's the same thing, obviously with, with graphics and infographics and utilizing tools that, mm-hmm. and you'll find and, one thing I've been driving home to people is, you know, measure and see what happens when you mm-hmm. include an infographic or a great shareable graphic that maybe tells a story or or teaches like some of the infographics I saw are like how to do something. And so it's steps, right? So it's not mm-hmm. requiring that data for those of us who mm-hmm. do not like yeah. data. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, so just try it and see what happens. And I think that, you know, the results from creating a great graphic with the tool like PictoChart mm-hmm you're going to get hooked from that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I should clarify, just everybody listening, it's PictoChart with a K. So it's P-I-K-T-O-C-H-A-R-T. And all the links, their Twitter links, all mm-hmm. you know, everything will be in the show notes. Again, Ching, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you so much, Kim. All right, everybody, make sure to go to PictoChart.com and you guys sign up for the free trial. It's brilliant. So just hang on a second. I've got a few more links for you. So hang on to the very end. And as always, thanks for listening.